Superman Forever Radio, Episode 93, Batman v. Superman, Trailer Talk. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Welcome to the Superman Forever radio podcast. My name is Bob Fisher, and I talk about Superman. And not just here on this podcast, but pretty much everywhere, anywhere, I talk about Superman. Sometimes I turn the microphone on and record it and let you guys hear what I'm saying about Superman. By the way, I know the Facebook page, the Superman uh, Forever podcast page on Facebook is picking up quite a few new members lately. So I'm assuming that if you're uh, joining the Facebook page, you're also listening to the podcast. So welcome and thank you very much for downloading and listening. I do appreciate it. And if you'd like to join in the conversation, by all means, please send me some email to bob at supermanforever.com. Bob at supermanforever.com. And like I said, join the Facebook page uh, for the latest and greatest updates. If you're new and you want to know more about me, check out episode 79 of this podcast, the Superman Forever radio podcast, episode 79, called A New Beginning. And it's uh, when I became the host of the show. And I tell you how I came to be a Superman fan, etc., etc. All the fun facts you need to know to catch up. I do encourage you, by the way, if you're new to the podcast entirely, the first 78 episodes are pretty good, too, with J. David Weider. So you really need to check those out, too. And you can do them simultaneously. You know, you can go back and start downloading his episodes from number one and downloading my new episodes starting at 79. The two shows are different. So, you know, you can listen to them like they're two separate episodes. So go back and check out some of those if you haven't heard those either. Dave does a great show. He's now doing a uh, uh, Daredevil podcast, doing a Daredevil podcast. Dave's Daredevil podcast, because his name is Dave, and he talks about Daredevil. But it's a really good show, and uh, as always, J. David Weeder is awesome. But this is not a Daredevil podcast. This is a Superman podcast. So I think I'll start talking about Superman. If you uh, listened to the last episode, previous episode, of the Superman Forever podcast, you know that I am not particularly happy with the current comic book status of uh, our favorite character. And this is very complicated. This gets really complicated uh, when talking about this. It really shouldn't be that complicated. You either like stuff or you don't. Some people like that. You either like it or you don't. You just move on. And I know people who are saying, you know, uh, this isn't for me, so I'll just wait until it comes back. I'm just not going to read this for a while. I know other people who are just really digging this, who are just saying, you know, this is a much more relatable Superman. My recent unhappiness, by the way, is not with really DC in total. I'm still reading certain DC comics, but things have changed. My, my reading habits and uh, uh, methods have definitely changed over the last month or so. One of the things that has changed is the way I get my comics. I'm no longer getting paper comics except Superman and Action because I have subscriptions for those. Uh, and I, in fact, I just talked to DC recently on the phone, DC Direct, which is where I order my, I have my subscription and I've had them there for a very long time. Uh, it does run out with uh, issues 50 of Action Comics and Superman Comics. And at that point, I might then switch and stop 
getting the subscription directly from DC Comics uh, and just start going back to the comic shop because I've now left the comic shop. I don't get comics from the comic shop either. I'm getting them all digitally now except for Superman in Action. Uh, That started in June. Uh, In June 1st, I went total digital uh, except, like I say, for Superman in Action. But I also get them digitally for the vision thing. That's how I can actually read them. So for many reasons. So I'm, I'm, I'm really not buying paper comics anymore, except for Superman in Action, which goes with the collection. But everything is digital. And I must admit, it is a little weird uh, not having paper comics to look forward to. You know, the thing is, it's very different. It's very different. I mean, I've been reading digitally for a long time anyway, again, because of the blindness and the... the the tablet works, and that's terrific. So I can actually read, well, for me, a normal pace again. I can, uh, not a fast reader. <laughs> uh, blindness slows down a lot of the whole reading thing. But thanks for the digital tablet. Everything is working great again. But anyway, if you listen to the last episode, uh, I really told you how much I am not liking the current uh, Superman run for several reasons. I'm not going to go into great detail about that again, but since the last recording, Action Comics 42 has come out. Batman, Superman, uh, you know, I'm current to whatever those numbers are. I forget where Batman, Superman is and Superman, Wonder Woman, but I'm current with uh, this particular run now as of uh, this recording, middle of July. And... Again, it is it is complicated. I really do not want to rag on Superman. I don't want to, you know, keep making this a negative thing, but I'm just not happy with this storyline. And I think in Action 42, it's getting a lot of press, by the way. And most of it I'm disagreeing with because the uh, comic book review sites are basically raving, giving this uh, Action 42 and the truth storyline as a, as a whole. Eight and nine out of ten ratings across the board for all of them. And they're basically doing it because it's not Superman. They are giving Superman high ratings for not being Superman. That's basically what their reviews are saying. Well, this is refreshing, finally relatable, a depowered Superman that has to deal in the real world where he can be hurt and injured, etc., etc. Well, I went into detail last time about how much I'm not liking this whole character because I don't agree with the premise. So almost regardless of how good the story is, it's a story about a guy who I don't relate to as Superman. I'm not digging this guy at all. I don't like his look, the buzz cut, the over-muscular look. Um, There's a lot I don't like about it. And I think in Action 42, the one that's getting incredible press, personally, I think Greg Pak made his first major misstep in the actual character of Superman. Because I will hear people say, oh, it is Superman. Look, he's still got the character. Look how he stood up. Oh, by the way, if you're not, if you haven't caught up to Action 42 yet, if you're not, I'm going to spoil the hell out of these things. I'm going to be talking about this for a few minutes. So, but anyway, um, one of the big moments in Action 42 was Superman uh, picking up huge chains with the last ounce of strength he had standing in front of an oncoming police force standing with the people of this ethnically diversified to a cliche point. And it, and that's another problem, but I'm going to get into this for just a second. I think that Greg Pak has made the first couple of major missteps in the character. And people will point to this chain scene in this comic to say, no, there's Superman. There he is doing what Superman does, standing up for what is right, even when the police are wrong. And yes, Superman would do that. And that was a nice moment to a point. Superman with big chains, oversized huge chains, holding them in back of him, as I mentioned, an ethnically diverse neighborhood that he used to live in as Clark Kent. And the police are coming, and it's and it's a police brutality. It's right out of the headlines. But it is a... Uh, one-dimensional, I almost said two-dimensional, but there's not even two dimensions to this cop, to this head police officer. 
is huge cliche right out of the 70s. But anyway, it's a cliche story, in my opinion, that has been told before, leading up to a cliched moment that does get some good feelings about the main moment itself. Fine. Still not liking the comic. Still not liking the direction of this particular Superman. And, by the way, there are basically these four titles. Action Superman, Batman Superman, and Superman Wonder Woman are all involved in this. And they all refer to other comics that hadn't happened yet, or hadn't been released yet. So if you read them out of order, Batman will say, well, so you hit a cop in the face. Well, if you hadn't read this other issue, you wouldn't know what, why? What do you mean you hit? But then apparently... By him knowing that, by Batman telling you, wow, you're, and now you're here with me doing this thing, Action Comics is, is, hasn't finished the story yet, so how did he go from the neighborhood to the Batman? So there's time wonky-wonky things going on. Fine. I can deal. I like, you know, non-linear. I'll put it together. But I just think it's also sloppy, and it also shows personally to me that DC still has no direction for Superman. And that they really don't know him. And uh, I'm ready for an iconic Superman again, a classic Superman. And we just haven't seen one of those in a long time. So that is still kind of a negative thing right now. Because the, like I was saying before, it's a little complex. Because all in all, the story is okay. It's got cliches. But I just don't like this character. And I don't feel like I'm reading... Superman. And that's all I'm going to do on this because I really, really don't want this to be a negative show. And in fact, we're going to get into something here because uh, as open as I've been about uh, my negative feelings about the current Superman comics, the thing I'm going to really talk about on this show, which I didn't plan on talking about this time because I didn't know it was going to happen. I should have been paying attention, but uh, San Diego Comic Con came up and DC uh, dominated or seemed to dominate the San Diego Comic-Con. Now, that might just be because I'm a DC guy. I don't really know much about Marvel. And if Marvel headlines come across, I might read them. I might not. Uh, I understand there's some movies coming out. Wonderful. Yay. I'll probably go see most of them. But I don't read Marvel comics regularly. And I haven't done that in a long time. So, you know, Marvel to me is is over here somewhere, and I see it. It's, it's part of the world, and obviously they're making some fun movies and that stuff. But I'm a DC guy, and it looked like to me that DC Comics and Warner Brothers dominated the San Diego Comic Con last weekend uh, with talk about uh, uh, their TV properties: Flash, Green Arrow. Yes, Green Arrow. It's going to be called Green Arrow this year. The show probably stayed the same name, Arrow. But uh, apparently he will take on the moniker, and he has a new costume, Green Arrow. The Flash, Gotham is coming back, and of course Supergirl, which I'm really looking forward to. I think it's, uh, and Warner Brothers uh, showed trailers of The Suicide Squad, which yeah, I'll go see, but it's not like, oh, yay, because, you know, that's not really the kind of stuff I like, but I'm, you know, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's fun uh, if it's done the right way, and this looks pretty cool, I must admit. trailer looks pretty cool, but the thing that has everybody talking, and I mean everybody, from things that happened at the San Diego Comic-Con to regular comic book review sites to Good Morning America, CBS This Morning, uh, it got national press, three minutes of footage, and the conversations went wild, and now I'm going to talk for a few minutes about those three minutes right after this. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Supermanhomepage.com. Why do you think superheroes are so important? 
people need heroes because they need somebody to inspire them, something to aim for, somebody to try to be like. One is the man of tomorrow, with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. The other, the caped crusader, carrying out a solemn vow to spend his life warring on all criminals. For seven decades, they've been the world's finest heroes. They've teamed on radio, comics, newspapers, animation, and more. And now, they're teaming up for a podcast. To the Batmobile, let's go. Up, up, and away! Atomic batteries to turbines to speed. Superman and Batman celebrates more than 70 years of the world's finest team with randomly chosen stories featuring the Man of Steel and the Dark Knight. Superman and Batman, featuring your two favorite heroes in one podcast together. Find it today at greatcrypton.com. Today is a day for truth. The world needs to know what happened and to know what he stands for. That kind of power is very dangerous. Let the record show that this committee holds him responsible. That's how it starts. The fever. The rage that turns good men. Cruel. This bat vigilante is like a one-man reign of terror. You don't get to decide what the right thing is. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. This means something. It's all some people have. It's all that gives them hope. People hate what they don't understand. Be their hero, Clark. Be their angel. Be their monument. Be anything they need you to be. Or be none of it. You don't owe this world a thing. You never did. Do you know the oldest lie in America, Senator? The devils don't come from hell beneath us. They come from the sky. 20 years in Gotham, how many good guys are left? How many stayed that way? He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. Coming. 
And, of course, that was the full trailer for the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice movie coming out in March 2016. So, since the trailer dropped and I kind of, you know, have a Superman podcast, I thought this would be a fun place to talk about not only my feelings about the upcoming movie, but the trailer specifically. I thought I'd take a little closer look at the trailer, uh, do some speculation, some likes, some dislikes, just break it down a little bit. Um, But as you know, if you've been listening to the show, I'm really avoiding as many spoilers as possible for this movie. I really want to go in and not know much about it. But there's a lot I've already found out, and the trailer, I think, tells us a lot and not. I mean, the thing is edited to within an inch of its life, obviously. They're not going to list, you know, uh, slip something out. If they don't want it there, it's not there. And it's edited in, maybe in a way to show us certain things about certain people in the cast and in this movie. But also, they could be editing it to give us an impression that something might happen one way, when in fact in the movie it'll turn out that it happens another way. We'll have to wait and see. So I thought for fun we would uh, uh, take a little quick, or not a quick, but take a little uh, closer look at this trailer. You know, just kind of record a little bit of my thoughts as I do so. So let's, let's take a look at the very beginning of this, shall we? Today is a day for truth. The world needs to know what happened and to know what he stands for. That kind of power is very dangerous. Okay, in the very beginning of it, we see Holly Hunter as Senator, I don't know, did he actually say her name? I don't know that they say her name, but she's obviously uh, a senator in the United States Senate and probably the chairman of the committee investigating what happened and who are these aliens or whatever. We don't know entirely what she's investigating But apparently Superman has been called or invited to testify, let's say, in front of the Senate committee investigating uh, what possibly happened uh, and things that we saw in Man of Steel. So we see her. We see then Superman flying down from the sky, landing on the steps of the Capitol of the Senate and walking in. There's a lot of people behind him as he lands with signs, and most of them are negative. Most of the signs are negative. But again, it's a tight edit. We're not sure what it looks like. We don't know. That's the impression they're giving us is that most people maybe are are leery or against him, uh, but there are a few positive things throughout spread out in the little signs behind there too. Color-wise, he looks terrific. I'm seeing red, blue, and yellow behind the S-shield. He looks terrific. So she's saying that's a lot of power, and that's it. So there's an investigation. So what's the next scene after we see him land and going in, and we're seeing some really good color on him? What do we see after that? Let the record show that this committee holds him responsible. Okay, this is a powerful scene already here. We see um, Bruce Wayne talking on a cell phone, looking up at uh, some damage happening. So this is really good, too. We see Bruce Wayne running towards, well, before that, we see him on the phone, actually, first, then screaming, running towards the, uh, what appears to be heat vision battle coming from uh, Wayne Tower building, which is also, by the way, very incredible. Someone on online has mixed these two scenes, the scene of Zod using his heat vision in the building in in Man of Steel, in his heat vision going nuts and taking out those two floors, synced up with this scene. It looks so cool. 
And it just shows, man, if that's the kind of detail they've gone to, that's the kind of continuity, the kind of thing we're going to see in this. Uh, Anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So Bruce Wayne is looking at that as the building is falling down. A lot of 9-11 obvious imagery here. And I don't think any of us, anytime we, you know, prior to 9-11, we saw buildings fall in movies. We've been seeing buildings fall in movies, at least I have since the 50s with Godzilla and stuff. I mean, buildings have been falling down uh, for a long time in movies. But since 9-11, since it was the real thing, September 11th, 2001, since it was the real thing happening, this imagery I don't think can ever happen again without uh, many of us thinking 9-11 again. And the imagery here, I think Zack Snyder actually goes a bit further uh, with that imagery to show the the strength, the power, the the mental attitude of Bruce Wayne. As the building is falling, as the dust cloud is coming toward the camera, and you see people running away from the building, we see Bruce Wayne running towards it as the smoke envelops him. And it cuts to a scene, very sad scene, of of uh, him holding a little girl, looking up with just both anger and sadness in his eyes. And then we hear the voiceover of, of Holly Hunter saying uh, they hold him responsible. Now, I want to get to that in a second. They hold him responsible. I'll get to that. But Ben Affleck, Running towards the, this is Bruce Wayne. He looks like Bruce Wayne. He then, it, it's just amazing little quick scene here. Now I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little conjecture about this little 30 seconds here. Who is Bruce Wayne talking to on the cell phone when he looks up and screams and then runs towards the building? And who is the little girl he's holding? as he also looks up at either the building or some have edited uh, him looking up as super, at Superman as he hovers there about to go finish off his fight with Zod. So we don't really know uh, what that is all about, but he's looking up. Here is my conjecture for who he was talking to on the phone and who is the little girl, because this is an older Bruce Wayne now, mid-40s, and this is total conjecture. Okay, I haven't read anything, haven't seen anything, don't know anything about anything going on, possible things. I understand there's a plot that was released online for a while. I did not read that. This is totally based on me, you know, having some fun thinking who and what with an older Batman. I'm thinking he was talking on the phone to Selena Kyle, Catwoman, who he did marry. That was his wife and their daughter is who he was holding, who will grow up to be Huntress. Okay, you heard it here first. That's what I'm guessing. I may or may not be right on that, but that's my little guess. So Bruce Wayne loses right off the bat in the first few seconds of this uh, trailer. We see the damage. We hear the senator asking him a lot of questions about his power that she thinks is that kind of power could be dangerous, could be. And we see these buildings fall from the heat vision battle. And Bruce Wayne running, and Bruce Wayne running into it. That's my conjecture. Now, when we hear Holly Hunter's voiceover, the senator's voiceover, saying in this committee, show the, let the record show, we hold him responsible. Why am I accenting the word him? This is another conjecture. I think she's talking at the end of this sucker at the thing, and it's going to be she holds Zod responsible. How's that for a good conjecture? They're making us trying to think that the government now is against Superman, but he uh, is able to defend his actions well in court, and she's actually saying we hold him, parentheses, Zod responsible. I don't know, again, another conjecture, fun thinking about these things. So that's a really powerful scene there, just in those little things, with her talk over the the, the rubble that's falling with the heat vision and uh, Bruce Wayne running towards the thing. What's next? That's how it starts. The fever. The rage. Of turns, good man. Cruel. Okay, this is really good too. Okay, we've got uh, this is basically Alfred doing the voiceover now. 
saying this is how it starts. And we see some nice flashes of uh, Ben Affleck apparently getting ready to be Batman again. Okay. So that's also happening. This is a very good scene. And I think he's going to be a great Alfred. This is not, this is not Batman 66, but it's also not the Batman we have seen in the last three Nolan films. Thank you. This bat vigilante is like a one-man reign of terror. You don't get to decide what the right thing is. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. Now, this voiceover, just before it cuts to him, and this is something was really glad to see, by the way, in this. A Clark Kent in the Daily Planet talking with Perry White uh, about a story. Yay! Okay, uh, Henry Cavill looks good as Clark Kent. And I think that little voiceover, people keep saying, we don't ever hear Henry Cavill talk uh, in the whole trailer. I think that was him talking as Clark Kent just before it cuts to him as Clark Kent talking about the story he wants to do. So he's not doing a squeaky little, gee, Mr. Kent, or Mr. Pot, gee, Mr. White. You know what I'm saying. He's not doing uh, uh, a, a goofy Clark Kent. He's doing a, a real guy, Clark Kent which is, again, yay. Uh, And I think that's him doing the voiceover talking about Batman, the masked vigilante, et cetera, et cetera, and then cuts to him showing him there as Clark Kent with then Perry White behind him uh, saying nobody cares about Clark Kent's war against Batman. This means something. It's all some people have. It's all that gives them hope. This is a nice little scene here of uh, Lois kind of touching the S symbol on his chest. And by the way, I really love uh, the Man of Steel S emblem. I can't believe I didn't get a a Man of Steel t-shirt when they were out. I should have gotten one. Uh, Medium or large. I don't mind either one, actually. I can wear either one if you're thinking of sending me the nice Man of Steel t-shirt. But I assume now with Batman v Superman, more of them will be out. So I'll be hoping to pick one up because I really do like the new S on this uh, Superman's S emblem on his chest. And now we're seeing plenty of yellow behind it this time uh, with a red S on a blue chest. Looks just really good. But this is a nice thing here we're about to hear with Lois talking, saying, you know, that's something some people, that's all they have, Clark. Uh, She didn't actually say Clark, so. But uh, interesting that I thought that, though, huh? Even while he's in the costume, so. And it shows another, uh, uh, a typical Zack Snyder scene of Superman coming, you know, from above with the light behind him and someone looking up, you know, uh, he's looking godlike, okay? Uh, Up for discussion, that's a part of the whole mythos, I think, is is ripe for discussion. And maybe on the Superman Forever Roundtable that I'd like to get together, that could be a topic one day. Superman as a godlike figure. Uh, but anyway, a really good, really nice little piece here to see that. And uh, it's fun that apparently there's a flood happening and people, that's how they, some people are notifying Superman uh, in the sky by putting a big white S on the uh, top of their roof to say, hey, I'm over here, help. Love that. People hate what they don't understand. Be their hero, Clark. Be their angel. Be their monument. Be anything they need you to be. We're seeing Superman do super things. A terrific, I can't wait to see this on the big screen, of him uh, catching the exploding rocket ship and bringing the capsule down with the astronauts. I guess cosmonauts. They look, I think that's Russian cosmonauts then, uh, bringing them down to safety. I think we're going to see so many of that, a lot of that, of Superman doing super things that we uh, didn't get a chance to see in Man of Steel. And there was a reason for that. I mean, you know, we'll get, I'll get into that. I'm not going to justify Man of Steel and get sidetracked on this yet. But it looks really 
good. Superman looks terrific in this, doing these kinds of super feats. And that's going on over top of Martha Kent telling basically Superman that he can be the God to them. He can be the angel. He can be the savior. He can be anything he wants to be or nothing at all. It is up to him. He doesn't owe earth anything. And he never did. My first thought when I saw that was, oh crap, here we go again. Here's the Jonathan Kent maybe line. But Martha Kent is absolutely on the money, even in this little tiny scene here. Absolutely on the money. He doesn't owe Earth anything. If he chooses to help, that is him. That is up to him. That is his thing. He will do it. They have raised him to know the difference between right and wrong. And this is a mother thinking of her son. This is not just another human saying you don't know. This is a mother who has raised him. The woman who, if you remember from The Man of Steel, two of the most incredible scenes. One was her helping little Clark at school figuring out how to use uh, some of his powers that had gone wild on him. Make the earth small. That's the mother we're seeing right here in this scene. She's obviously hurt. She's obviously frustrated. She's obviously angry. And we're just seeing that right now in this little scene. No, I think it's incredibly appropriate for a mother to say that, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. Do you know the oldest lie in America, Senator? The devils don't come from hell beneath us. They come from the sky. 20 years in Gotham, how many good guys are left? How many stayed that way? He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. seeing it aren't we first little look at lex luther and i think i'm gonna like this lex luther i think i'm gonna like him a lot actually and um i've seen some or heard some people already online call him oh no it's campy like what no there's no camp here this guy's crazy this guy's this is going to be great. I cannot wait to see this Lex Luthor unfold on screen. I want my Lex Luthor to be evil, to be mean, to be smart, and to, of course, always think he's the smartest guy in the room. And uh, so far, I think the casting has just been on the money for, for this, from what I've seen. And we're also now seeing, we're also seeing a little more of Ben Affleck here in the costume. Uh, and he's pissed and he thinks he's got to destroy. That's what we're hearing is him. Uh, I've got to destroy him. He looks and acts a little crazy. And then two things here we're seeing in this there's no talking. A lot of action scenes happening in this that look just really, really good of um, uh, all kinds of stuff going on, actually. And then we see our first glimpse of Wonder Woman and holy, 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 holy. We have a Wonder Woman, ladies and gentlemen. We have a Wonder Woman. I, I don't even know what else to say. And just few glimpses of this woman, incredible. She's going to carry this on screen and pull it off. We have a Wonder Woman. You're going to go to war. He is not our enemy. I love that Alfred, apparently talking to Bruce Wayne, says he is not our enemy, apparently talking about Superman. So again, I think Alfred has got it figured out. Uh, Bruce is now driven not only by 
a first time apparently becoming Batman because of the death of his parents. And yes, we're seeing that again. We have to see the, the, the origin story of Batman. I'm assuming it'll be in a flashback type of thing and a quick thing. It's not going to be forever there, but you know, I can kind of understand it. This is the first time we're seeing this Batman. Okay. So kind of part of me understands that when for the first time, you're showing uh, a character for the first time in a new uh, way. I think it's appropriate to at least do a quick flashback of his origin story. So uh, I hope it's not like, you know, 20 minutes. I hope it's, you know, pretty much what we saw. I hope we don't get a whole lot more than that. Some quick flashbacks of what got Bruce going in the first place. And now what looks like might have just tipped him over the edge, the death of what I think will be his wife and now having to raise a daughter. And something else we're about to see in this trailer is uh, we're we're about to hear uh, Bruce Wayne say that, you know, after 20 years, how many of them are still left and how many of them are good. And we see a picture of Robin uniform with Joker scrawling all over it. So... In this universe, if what I think is true, Bruce has lost his parents to violence, possibly his wife, Catwoman, and probably one of the Robins. We don't know if it's Dick Grayson. We don't know which Robin it is. But a Robin, I think, is also dead in this universe. So losing his wife may have just put him over that. Bruce is now, uh, this Batman is just nuts. That's what they're giving the impression in this trailer that Superman is the good guy. They're trying to figure that out through legal means, taking him to court, not taking him to court, but asking him to testify before a Senate subcommittee or main committee on what happened. He looks great. Clark Kent is investigating some, for some reason, Batman. Batman comes out of retirement thinking he has to kill and get rid of this alien that took his wife, possibly wife, and is a threat to humanity. And now we see lots of uh, quick scenes leading up to their meeting. Black and blue. God versus man. Day versus night. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Batman's going to need a new Batmobile. And we see Lex Luthor. Again, I think I am going to love this Lex Luthor. The look on his face, the smugness, the arrogance. The, he is somehow, Lex will be the, the um, fulcrum, the corner, the, the, no, what is it? The, it's where it will all come together. Somehow Lex is going to be behind much of the uh, anti-Superman stuff that'll be happening in this movie, mixed with Batman's just apparent craziness. We also see what looks like, uh, you know, those soldier guys with Superman patches on their arm. Uh, They're kneeling in Superman's, uh, it looks like it's underground of some kind or whatever, and he's walking uh, through them. Not particularly a happy look on his face. Uh, We then actually see Batman fighting those guys. And a lot of those guys, are they shooting him or something? It's, uh, you know, it's weird. But it looks like Batman's fighting those guys. Now, both of those scenes, by the way, look kind of weird color-wise. Especially the part with Batman fighting all those guys with Superman patches on their arm. Looks like some sort of a Superman army, if I had to, you know, say something. Like a Superman army. But obviously Superman would not be forming an army. So they probably formed in his name somehow. 
uh, it was some weird girl. Anyway, that looks weird. I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, but in that scene with that little quick glimpse there of those guys fighting, it looks like they're shooting him. And Batman is, like, twisting the neck of some guy. So I think by the coloring, maybe that's a flashback. Not a flashback, but a, maybe a dream sequence of some kind. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is at all. But uh, something's going on with soldiers and Batman and Superman. <laughs> and not sure who those soldiers are either. But, wow. It, it's just good. I, 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 I am looking forward to this. I my uh, I must admit, after the first trailer, I thought, oh, crap, it's going to be Dark Knight Returns. Crap, crap. And while there are elements of the Dark Knight Returns in this thing, it seems most of them are visual, which is not surprising. Zack Snyder's movie telling seems to kind of go from one gothic epic painting scene to another. At any point you want to hit a still, hit the pause button, it's like Zack Snyder wants it. Anytime you hit the pause button, I want that to be some sort of epic canvas. There are no simple, quiet scenes in, in this movie, or his movies that I've seen so far. And they go from, whether it's 300, where it's a super slow-mo, you know, classic painting of guys like that fighting, or this. There are scenes, literally, when you freeze them, uh, there's a Batman, particularly a Batman scene, where it's right off the cover of Dark Knight Returns. There are other scenes that look like they come right out of All-Star Superman or uh, Superman for All Seasons. There are some wonderful-looking things happening, and they are building up to Superman and Batman being on the same screen at the same time with Wonder Woman and possibly appearances, apparently cameos from uh, Aquaman and Cyborg and Flash. They are setting up the Justice League. And if they pull this off, if Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers pulls this off, let me just say I'm excited at the potential of this movie. I wasn't. I was, I was not. I was, I was not optimistic really much at all okay a little bit a little because of it's superman and batman and i had to go see it and we'll go see it of course you 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 know i have to but when the first trailer dropped the very first one i thought oh crap it's dark knight returns batman's going to be the big deal that has to go in superman It, it was just not but then this, and I'm seeing red, I'm seeing a cape, I'm seeing Superman doing super things, I'm seeing Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Perry White, Daily Planet, I'm seeing a great looking Lex Luthor, who at least has hair in the beginning. Now we've seen a we've seen a promotional still of Lex without hair in what looks like could be some sort of prison garb. So maybe that's from the end of the movie, his his um prison mugshot or something at the end of the movie when his hair is shaved or whatever but obviously now in the main part of the movie Lex has long hair so maybe that's even adds more to uh, the future anger and animosity betwards between he and between he and Superman again I think the potential for this is almost staggering and we're just really a handful of months away from this thing and if they pull this off and, and, and to be honest, I, I am now looking forward. I can't wait to see this movie. I don't want to see anything else. I want my butt sitting in the seat watching this movie now. There's still plenty of room to mess this thing up. And Warner Brothers has huge goals. And I think when they had, they had goals, they had an idea where they were going with their cinematic movies. And then I think when Ben Affleck came on board to do this, It both added and changed the direction for the future of the Warner Brothers movies. Man of Steel gave us a great origin. I still think that Krypton scene, I don't think, I know. The Krypton scene is my favorite live-action Krypton of all time. I loved the Man of Steel Krypton scene. I didn't mind the non-linear telling of the story. I kind of liked the flashback idea as opposed to we're on Krypton, now we're in Smallville, now we're in Metropolis. 
Uh, I could have gone either way on that. That didn't bother me that much. The Jonathan Kent part obviously bothered a lot of people and me as well. But all in all, I still gave Man of Steel a solid B, maybe B plus even. And they are now, with Ben Affleck in this, I think we're looking at possibly the best Batman since the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton first one, uh, which to me was really in 89, seeing that one on the big screen. That was the first time I saw someone attempting Batman, you know, taking it seriously. I don't want to say as in the real world, because obviously that Gotham City looked like no other uh, city I've ever seen. And uh, we didn't see those, but they were taking it seriously. Tim Burton, I think, took that first Batman movie and Michael Keaton movie very seriously. And coming to now, they are doing something that is, I think, a huge, huge risk because they could have done. And I I don't want to compare, you know, I don't want to fall into this trap of saying, you know, Marvel versus DC and Marvel is doing happy, uptight, fun, up fun movies and DC is all dark and depressing. I don't want to get into that. I'm not going to do that. Um, I am a DC guy, but I have seen almost all of the Marvel movies and liked most of them. You know, Avengers was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Captain America movies. I think uh, Winter Soldier is one of my favorites. I really like that a lot. You know, I think they have done some fun movies. I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. Um, I may not actually, I might wait for DVD on that. Not sure. But, uh, anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's not that, okay. But they have taken two entire different approaches to how they're treating their superhero characters. Marvel is saying, let me do a comic book in three dimensions. Let me put real people up there with a comic book which is an incredibly valid way to do it. That is perfectly valid, uh, and those are comic books. And I wrote a little piece on my blog where I did say that underneath the rubble of a Marvel superhero movie is a one-liner, a joke. Everybody is getting hurt in there, but it's comic book hurt. Even though it's incredibly violent, it's still comic book violence. Age of Ultron was a little different. There was some shooting going on in the beginning of that sucker. And Captain America. There's plenty of shooting going on in all the Marvel movies. There's plenty of buildings falling down. There's plenty of people getting hurt. But it's comic books in three dimension. DC, on the other hand, is taking it as if it is real. This is a serious movie. They're doing a drama, a dramatic movie, as if aliens really existed and have with superpowers have come to this planet and what are the ramifications this is an incredible thing that they are trying to do and it's up to personal opinion here whether they're actually pulling it off or not whether they're going to succeed or not whether dc will be um, taken seriously how will this look years down the road? How will these movies be judged? Because we are still years away from them completing these things. But it does look like now DC has a long-range plan for their universe. And if they pull this off, if they actually get us in those seats for Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, as I have said before when I first heard this, I said, this is not dawn of justice as in justice for this guy or that guy, even though they're framing it all as a court case. Batman v. Superman, dawn of justice. I think it also could be titled Batman v. Superman, the beginning of the Justice League. That's where they're doing with this. And if they pull that off as a backdrop in a movie about Batman and Superman meeting on screen for the first time and they give us something to stand up and cheer about holy crap holy crap because we're going to see then a Justice League movie with the Magnificent Seven in it with Superman, Batman Wonder Woman, Green Lantern Flash Aquaman and they're putting Cyborg in instead of Martian Manhunter but holy Toledo, holy moly, as Billy Batson might say. 
if they pull this off. And I think they're already doing something. This trailer alone, I think, has already done so much to add to that. I mean, you're going to have camps. You're going to have those camps of people who think it's all too dark. I'm not going. I don't care. This is not my Superman. It's over. Blah, blah, blah. Finish. Kind of where I am with the DC comic books, (laughs) although I am reading them uh, and not liking them. And you know that. But there are people who are just not going to go see this. There are people who are going to go see this and hate it, who are predisposed to hate it because it is, quote, not their Superman. There are then people who will see it for what it is, and then there are people who will be apologists and will love it regardless because it is Superman. I'm somewhere between those last two, but um, I will go see it, hopefully with an open mind, but I don't want an open mind to this, you know? I want to be blown away. And uh, to all of my friends out there, Superman friends, who are thinking, no, I don't want a real-life Superman. This this is too realistic. I have to take some blame for that because basically all my life I have thought, what would it be like if he was real? If it really happened? Well, be careful what you wish for. You might get it. Well, I think Zack Snyder's trying to give me that. He's trying to give me a Superman, a Batman, a DC Universe that is in the real world. How well he pulls it off will be for everyone to make their own decision on. I don't know. I don't know. But judging just on this three-minute trailer, it's a little longer than three minutes. I don't know exactly how long it is. There are so many things in it that I really, really like. And I've looked at it, I don't know how many times, dozens of times. And there are just so many things in it that have just made me go, whew, Thank you. Now, the movie, again, the movie might suck, okay? They might, this just might be an editing job because everybody's been griping. So maybe they said, edit this thing so that it looks this way to shut these people up. And then again, it might be that Zack Snyder and Warner's had this in mind for a very long time, and they're actually going to pull this sucker together. If that's the case... And this thing flows so well from Man of Steel into this thing organically and they tie all the pieces together. And they convinced me they were actually smart enough. No, I don't know that I can believe that because that would mean that they have been willing to take huge hits from half of the Superman public out there saying, I hate this, this is too dark, this is... But then again, I liked Man of Steel. I was disappointed when I heard that the second movie would be Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, not Man of Steel 2. Still disappointed. I haven't seen that on the calendar. And an interview with Henry Cavill makes that look like a solo Superman movie is uh, a long way off, if at all, again, ever. So I'm a little disappointed in that. But if the plans go uh, the way they look like they're going... Superman is mentioned in the uh, trailer uh, for the Suicide Squad. And oh my goodness, is that looking creepy as hell? And that one should. I mean, that's those those are some creepy DC people. So that one should look all dark and weird and creepy and suicidal and homicidal and and creepy. And and I think I don't know what I think about the Joker, but I really like Harley Quinn. I think they got the right actress for it. And holy moly, that one is going to... But anyway, if again, if DC is able to pull this off, think about this. What we've got coming up just in the next four or five years, Superman, Batman. Batman is going to do it again, a solo. It's been uh, announced that along with Jeff Johns, Ben Affleck will be writing, producing, directing, acting, starring, doing it all for uh, at least one and probably more solo Batman movies. So, like I said, when Ben Affleck came into the mix, uh, we all knew, everybody knew at that first announcement when they said, oh, he's just going to be an actor or what, he's just going to do this or that. No, we knew Ben Affleck doesn't just anything. And he has now 
apparently jumped behind this thing full fledged. And um, I am not disappointed. Ben Affleck is a long, 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 long time Batman fan and DC fan. He's been reading and knowing he knows DC and he's a big Batman fan. So even though it looks like Batman's going to be crazy in this sucker, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm looking forward to uh, the solo Batman movies. I'm looking forward to a Justice League movie. I wish Warner Brothers would just make me really happy and say, oh, did we leave that out? Here, uh, 2018 MOS 2. There you go. Thank you. So uh, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, Again, if they pull this off, holy Toledo. Okay, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate yeah, tuning in as if this is like radio. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for streaming. However you get your pods, I do appreciate you listening to this one. If you'd like to leave me some email, please do. Bob at supermanforever.com. Superman is based on the original character appearing in Action Comics and Superman Magazine. Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. Any music played is copyright their perspective copyright holders. I have nothing to do with it. Just doing it for fun. 